Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Uh, I saw Andrew right before he went to Indianapolis for training camp, and he was in great spirits. He was really excited uh, about the season, um, and uh, he just kind of mentioned yeah, he had been kind of fighting through something, but I think he'll be okay. So uh, it was one of those things. He went into training camp ready to go and excited about the team that they had, he had around him. Um, so I was surprised when it happened. That's David Shaw, Stanford football coach, on Andrew Luck retiring. Everybody's surprised. Andrew Luck was 29. But, you know, it goes back to this. If it hurts to walk, where's your quality of life? And you hear from ex-players, you know, how do they feel 10 or 15 years after you've been in the league? And he's got some ongoing calf, calf ankle injury that isn't healing after a lacerated kidney, after all the other string of injuries. It's a funny thing. We hear about all these injuries, and anything that takes a player out, First thing we want to know, oh, are they out two weeks, four weeks, six weeks? And teams really don't want to say that anymore. The Jazz certainly don't. They'll, the, the new norm is, well, we'll tell you when they're going to be reevaluated. Reevaluated, yep. So that's just like the very short end minimum, and there's usually time after that. But I think there's a, for the players and the quality of life and their ability to play, Emmett Smith said this once, it's the first time it registered with me. He played a game. They're trying to win a division title. He had a separated shoulder, and he went to New York and ran for like 200 yards against the Giants. Just one of those classic NFC East December showdowns. And the next year, he had a hamstring injury, and he didn't know if he'd go late in the year. They're like, well, you did it last year, and he's like, I don't run on my shoulder. <laughs> Lower body injuries are worse. They're all bad, but a lower body injury when you can't move around. And I had my uh, ACL replaced when I was in my 20s. I tore it playing basketball. And for years, it was fine. It was great. And I was only in my 20s five years ago, as far as you know. Ah! And about a year and a half ago, it started to hurt. And it started swelling up. And it started happening every day. It, it impacts your mood. Your quality of life goes down. It's like, do I want to walk up and down these stairs? Do I want to go golfing? Do I want to even go to the store? You don't realize until your leg hurts how many steps there are in a Target and a Costco or a Walmart or whatever. Holy cow, I'm walking half a mile here and my leg is dying every step of the way. And I think that just wears on Andrew Luck. I think it just wears on him and wears on him and wears on him. And he's thinking, even if I get this healthy... And you can't get a healthy. Even if I get a healthy, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get hit again in the first game or the third game or the sixth game. What am I doing here? Aaron Rodgers went nuts on the, uh, you know, him getting booed. He's made a tough decision. I don't know why he doesn't stay in house to kind of protect him a little bit. I thought it would have been more of a standing ovation type thing and a thank you than booze. Quarterbacks are going to stick up for other quarterbacks. Players are going to stick up for other players. The fraternity, there's the rules. And plus, Aaron Rodgers has probably had thoughts like that at some point himself. And we know he's had major injuries. We've seen him thrown to the ground and done for the year. He didn't act on him. He came back. But I think all these players think about the quality of life down, down the road. And number one would be that head and neck injuries. But I think the lower body injuries, when you're struggling to get around, that is not good. 
All right, DJ and PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. Well, they're both really two really good players, and, and Zach Moss. You know, we we like to establish the run. That's never changed, and and uh, Zach is, you know, one of the best backs in the country, in our opinion, and so he is certainly going to get, you know, his share of touches. And Covey is our leading receiver, returning from last year, and so yeah, to answer your question, they'll be they'll be a big part of the offense. Both those guys. So there it is for all the fans who wondered if Covey was going to go and if Moss was going to go. For all the media members who wondered if those two were ready to play. To quote Kyle, they're ready to roll. I'm a little more surprised by Covey than I am by Zach Moss. ACL, the return for ACL, they keep shortening that. It used to be a full year. If Covey were older, he'd be redshirting this year. But we've seen the injury time come down. 12 months to 10 months to 8 months. I think he's at like seven and a half. I'm trying to think who the Steeler was, and I'm blanking on it now, but there's a Steeler who got hurt in an exhibition game or maybe the first game and then came back for one of their Super Bowl seasons. That's the fastest turnaround I've seen. That's crazy. They've shortened it up a lot. Though. But they've shortened it up a lot. Yeah, right. So I run around with a brace out there, but you get used to it. You adapt. It's not the first guy to wear a brace on a football field, so... And it was Zach, he just didn't seem stressed at all. I was a little more confident in him, partly because I saw him one day out in public getting something to eat, which isn't the same as playing in a college football game. But even in the interview sessions, too, it's, it's been his whole demeanor. He never seemed to worry about missing the game. But again, back to lower body injuries are worse than upper body injuries. What kind of soft cast? How can they put something on, on his arm so he can play? And when I was out... Seeing him get something to eat one Saturday afternoon. The cast was there playing his day. Kyle, elsewhere in that, and we played it for you uh, if you were with us about, I don't know, 620 or so. Um, Kyle talked about, well, if we run the ball 40 times, and all I could think was like, if, <laughs> if. <laughs> I think you mean when you run the ball 40 times, coach. I suppose they could score on big plays and not and not snap it that many times, that'd be the thing. But I, I think most, most coaches are planning on 65 to 70 snaps. And if those are distributed 40 runs, 25 passes, and you're surprised, well, that's a you problem. That's, that's not surprising. And, and Kyle, they, they've got the depth chart out there with uh, Devontae Henry Cole second on the depth chart, which means one of two things. You want to pump up a guy who's been in the program for a while and make the guys who haven't been in the program a while, you know, somebody like Jordan Wilmore, you know, really earn it. Or, and I'm not ruling this one out, they're all going to get about four or five carries to see what they can do. We'll give you a series here. We'll give you a series there. That kind of thing over these first couple games. And they're going to let the game action sort it out because you're not really going live with the running backs. They're not tackling you all the way to the ground in practice. Coaches have different lingo and jargon for it, but basically they hit you with a shoulder, a thud drill or something like that. So Kyle may want to play these guys before they really sort out that number two and see who it's going to be, who's going to carry the load. But he talked about 40 carries, and that means, to me, that means 20 to 25 for Zach Moss. That probably means about five for the quarterback. 
Huntley will get, get some carries. Not a lot of design carries, but he's bound to scramble a little bit and probably a design carrier too mixed in. There'll be something for him. And then those other 10 or 15 carries, how are they spread out? Who gets those? And I think game time, they'll have to, uh, they'll have to earn those. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I think overall he performed the best and in the competition, and we felt like Soup and Lopini were right there with him. We felt like he earned he earned that spot the right way in, in the competition. The great thing about that those three, it brought them even closer together. Patty spoke to our team last week and mentioned that the love that competition brings when you when you're able to help and, and share that she talked about the quarterbacks being able to help each other in, in years past and how that made them much better as a group so I think our players took it to heart and I think she just confirmed what they were doing that it's working so in the long run Tyson earned, earned it so hopefully we'll be able to there'll be opportunities to see all three of those guys perform Kalani Sataki talking about the Cougars talking about the opener BYU's first first depth chart is out and to no surprise to anyone, I think, Tyson Williams is a starter. If you heard the way the Cougars were talking, the way the updates were coming when they were trying to get him into school and the sense of anticipation, they were expecting him to be the starter. They were expecting him to win it. Now, you don't want to just coordinate him the first day on campus. You want people to go earn it. But coaches have seen film. they got a pretty good idea who this is. They, they know who's bigger. They know who's stronger. They know who breaks tackles. They know who uh, can handle the blitz pickups. They usually have a pretty good idea. And I think they thought he would be the starter if they got him on campus and got him into the program, got him into school. And sure enough, there he is. Lapini Katoa and then Emmanuel Asupka. That presents that right. How close am I? Asupa. I'm going to call it Asupa. The yes. K is silent. The K is silent. Asupa. They call him Soup. I, soup. Take it down to one syllable. Soup. And if possible, take it down to letters. Listen. The language of America, if you don't like us, we're lazy. If you do like us, we're minimalists. I went to college, UC Santa Barbara. Nobody says the University of California at Santa Barbara. It takes forever. It's UCSB. There's a little town next door, Isla Vista. Nobody said Isla Vista. Are you kidding me? That's four syllables. I got places to go, people to see, worlds to conquer. Isla Vista became IV. Francisco Torres, the dorm was FT. We shorten everything. Soup. Well, the campus at BYU is all one shortened. <laughs> oh, tell me, I don't know the BYU because I didn't go to school at BYU. Swicket, JFSB, HBLL, they're See, all over the, the place. it's the same thing. It's yeah. right down to initials. It's yes. the same thing. We're minimalists. Unless you don't like us, then we're lazy. But who doesn't like a gaucho? I think to compare what uh, Kyle was talking about with the 40 carries, I think BYU, you know, the... the the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree and all that stuff. And I think Kalani would like to play the way Kyle does, except I think they got a quarterback who they really believe in. Now, they want a run game to keep the defense honest in that. But if you think you really have something, you open it up a little more. And Kalani does have the Kyle influence, but he also played at BYU. And a control passing game, a lot of short and medium-range stuff, with routes designed to get guys going downfield where they have a chance to catch the ball and then make a play. Of all the things I saw written for San Diego State, that stupid little circle route out of the backfield, man, I hated that thing. Wasn't a linebacker alive who seemed to be able to cover that for San Diego State. 
but it's a simple route. It's a throw right in front of the quarterback's face, and the running back's headed downfield. Harvey Unga ran that really well. Really well. Had a lot of big plays out of that. So I'll be interested to see how much they open it up. Because with three backs, they could go ground and pound if they want. But again, when you try to read behind the the lines, or between the lines, or around the lines, above or below the lines. Or through. Through the lines. Well done, Yak. It seems like they want to open it up a little more. I'm not sure we're going to see 40 carries with them. Unless they're running it great. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I'm confused, but I'll just follow Yach's lead. College football. Thank you, Yach. But the big news in college football, Washington State has a quarterback, and they're not going with their grad transfer. Gage Gubrid? Gubrid? Gubrid. Gubrid. Yes. I don't need to learn it because he's Some people say Gage, but I think it's Gage. It's Gage now. Yeah. Backup. What do they say? Gage Gubrud. Gage Gubrud. I'm just going with Gage. Well, it doesn't matter. What I really need to learn to say is Anthony Gordon. Yes, Anthony Gordon. He's been in the program. It's a really unusual story. Hey, kids, ask Grandpa how college football used to work. A kid would come to school, quarterback in red shirt, he'd be a backup, and then by his junior year, he'd be the starter. That still happens at Washington State this year and pretty much nowhere else. Kids don't stay in programs. Kids want to play right away. If they don't play right away, they transfer. But it worked for Anthony Gordon. He's been in the program. He's been a backup for three years. Now he's the starter. New Mexico State's the opener. I guess back to what I said about the BYU running backs. Earn it on the field, though. It seems like a close competition. It seems like it probably went a week longer than most coaches would prefer the competition to go. Maybe not. Leach does stuff different, so well, I don't really want to get into what he and that's, prefers. That's the thing. I think most of us, when Leach makes his determination, I think you can take faith that this guy probably is going to be pretty decent because this guy doesn't really, right, really but screw they it up. They have a really soft opening they to do. their schedule. Absolutely. So you they can don't play. They don't play big intersectional games. Oregon's got Auburn right out of the gate, and USC's got. I mean, they're not even playing Fresno and BYU. Those are USC's first and third games with a Stanford game right in between. Wazoo's nice, easy does it. If there's quarterback issues, if the reads aren't going the way that they win in practice, you know, when the when the pass rush is live, if things break down, it's New Mexico State. And Mike Leach can change quarterbacks if he wants. Doubt he wants to, coaches rarely do, but the possibility's there. They don't they don't get into the grind right away. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Next pitch, swung on, hit deep. Down the left field line towards the corner. This ball is gone! It clears and it's over! Sean Rodriguez with a bullet out to left right down the line. It's his fourth career walk-off home run. Phillies win it in 11-6-5, the final. John Rodriguez, the walk-off homer for the Philly. They beat the Pirates the Battle of Pennsylvania. Bryce Harper back from paternity leave. He went deep. That's 28 for him. I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, as Gordon Monson would say, the NBA used to be criticized. You don't have to... The games are so close. Everything's decided in the last two minutes. You know, nothing really happens early in an NBA game. You don't hear that as much, but that was a long-running criticism of the NBA. I was thought it was a little weird. So there's too many close competitive games for you? 
you want you want games blown blown open in the second and third quarter, which actually does seem like it happens more these days. And now in baseball, are we going to hear the same thing? Are people going to get sick of walk-offs? PK was making fun of the uh, Dodgers the other day because they've had 12 walk-offs this year. They got beat last night in San Diego 4-3. Always good to see that. Doesn't really mean anything, but they got beat. I guess it could mean home field advantage, but home field advantage in baseball is the least important home field advantage of all the home field advantages. Be healthy and have dominant starting pitching. That travels. Doesn't matter. So with this, with these walk-offs, PK was talking about how the Dodgers. Oh, I got two walk-offs. I got three walk-offs. I got two walk-offs. How many did you get this year? How many walk-offs did you have? Everybody's in. It's like it's every game is decided in the NBA in the last two minutes. Every game in Major League Baseball is being decided in the ninth inning or in extra innings. It's just nonstop. The Diamondbacks beat the Giants six to four. We've been talking about the. Giants, or excuse me, the uh, Diamondbacks going back and forth, and just this non-stop. Their ability to stay at 500 is is just phenomenal. They never get more than two games above or below. And I've been talking about how there's a record for everything these days. Well, there it is. The record for a longest run, always within two games over or under 500. Jason Stark tweeted it out. 57 games in a row now for the Diamondbacks. Beat the Giants 6-4. They are the ultimate 500 team. All right, DJ and PK. There you go. That's what's trending. And it's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up. We got predictions to get to. We got the rivalry game to get to. We'll do that next. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention. Top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. College football doctor Scott Lynch, the former Penn State team doctor, is suing the school, the football coach, James Franklin, and the athletic director, Sandy Barber, claiming that he was ousted from his job after complaining to school officials about being pressured to clear players to return from injuries. He's seeking $50,000 in damages. Michigan will start Shea Patterson, a quarterback this season, but head coach Jim Harbaugh said he'd like to play backup Dylan McCaffrey this year. Quote, all options are open that way. In terms of that, I would definitely like to play both. Baseball, the Yankees beat the Seattle Mariners 5-4. They've got a half-game lead in the race for the best record in the American League. The Astros and Yankees going at it. Both have outstanding seasons underway. The Bees beat El Paso 11-3 in their series opener. Game 2 is tonight at 7 o'clock. Listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. Yuck, man, you held out on Oakland. Just pounding Kansas City. You didn't put that in there. What's up with that? Embarrassed for the Royals? A little bit. Come on, Ned Yost is our boy. 19 runs? Ned Yost. Back in the day, he did get a lot of run. All right, DJ and PK, there you go. What is trending? Brought to you by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. It's Football Friday. Alema Harrington and Coach Ron McBride. This is the year that we will take out the University of Utah. And when we join together on Friday, I will bring some Kleenex because the Cougars are coming back. What are the Kleenexes for? The X is for Coach Mack. He'll be crying. <laughs> this is it. The Cougars win it 24 to 21. You already had your deal. You need to shut up for a while. Hey, you had your turn. Now it's my turn. 34 to 24, Utes. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. And Master Electrical will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. PK, how are you? Uh, man, life is good. I'm telling you, I'm ready to go. We're just like, uh, what, 72, 115? I don't know how many hours. It don't matter. Let's go. Have Mick and the boys still got it? Have Mick and the boys still got it? Got what? <laughs> Their greatness. Their ability FS. to perform, to command a crowd, to own the moment. Well, you'd have to ask the other 54,000 people that were there. Because? I'm biased. <laughs> you love them. <laughs> well, that's why the other 54,000 were there. They love them, too. Probably. How about that, huh? So you're not going to give us an answer? I told you, I mean, yeah, I'm biased, so of course, yeah. Right. But I'm saying my my answer is slanted. So obviously, so I'm saying you need an objective opinion. I'm not an objective opinion. I'll tell you when I'm objective, and when I'm not, I'll tell you too. That's what I'm saying. You need to ask the other night fifty four thousand people that were there if they think so, because I'm biased going in. They could have just stood there, and I would have thought so. So you need to find out others. Get the others' opinion who aren't biased. I mean, there's probably some people who were there who haven't been lifelong fans or what have you and just casually say what they think as opposed to somebody who's all the way in. I'm not like asking a Ute fan who's going to win the game or a Cougar fan. And maybe, maybe a Cougar fan's a little bit uh, gun-shy because of the losses. But I bring all sorts of bias to the table. I'm a fan, shortest fan for fanatic and all that stuff, which I, know, I, I, I totally disagree. Fan is not short for fanatic all the time. In fact, I actually think it's the other way around. Very, very few fans are fanatics because fanatic has a negative connotation that you're over the top. And I actually think that majority of the fans are not over the top. They have fun with it, and that's it. They like it when their team wins, and they say, oh, darn, our team didn't win. So I completely disagree with the you know, fans are short for fanatic. Fans are short for nothing. It's fans. That's just exactly what they are. So for me, I'm way into the stones and have been for many, many years. So you're going to get a biased answer from me no matter how they sounded. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. In addition to the Stones thrilling America, the Uden Cougar coaches gave their last, last big press conferences before the rivalry game Thursday night. And Kyle doesn't talk about injuries, but he does talk about healthy guys, PK. Ready to roll, if there was a phrase that caught everybody's attention, it would be that. Ready to roll. Moss will be out there carrying the ball banging into people, and Britton Covey, after that injury, uh, 
is uh, ready to go as well and be a big part of the offense. So when you hear all that, no excuses. They're all ready to go. They're all out there. Does it change anything you think about the way this game's going to pan out or the way this season's going to pan out? Well, just because someone says something doesn't make it true. I mean, ready to roll. I mean, they'll play. I, th- I don't know that that was in question. Did you think that was in question? Not so much for Zach, but maybe for Britton. I wasn't sure what they were going to do with him. Everything seemed a little, uh, a little vague leading up to that. And I think the way their schedule stacks up, if they didn't have confidence in this game, they could just hold off for three weeks for USC. So I wasn't 100% on that. I really expect to see Moss out there the whole time. Here's Kyle talking to the media. Good. They'll be ready to roll. Yeah, they'll all be ready to roll, and and uh, we're looking forward to, to having them back. That's that's a lot of offensive production right there you just mentioned, and and it's great to have them back. So there it is. You think he's hedging it all? I mean, just because you're right, just because he says it, it isn't true. So you still have your doubts if one or both of them will get held out or have their role minimized a little bit. Oh, I think they'll both play ready to roll. I think that's somewhat relative. You know, what exactly does that mean? Are you 100%? No. Can you play? Will you play? You see how it goes? Yes. I think that's where we're We're in the category of can you play? Yes. Are you 100%? No. So you're somewhere in between those two boundaries. And But it doesn't matter. You go back to what you said originally as far as no excuses. There's no excuses no matter what. I mean, you've had you you've known Britton Covey has been injured for nine months and so you know if you don't have a replacement that's on you and you know Tyler Huntley has been hurt two years in a row if you don't have a replacement that's on you and so there's basically you know we had Gary Anderson yesterday there's no free agency in college football yet there is yeah, he picked up a player was, last week. That was a good line, and he's right. Yeah. It's changing, and the the number of guys transferring. That's why uh, Portal Pete in here stays so busy. There's so many guys, and uh, you can't you can go get a JC guy, go get a transfer. If you're short a receiver, go get a receiver. Yeah, I'm not going to give you a pass on injuries in the first game of the season. You know, to me, uh, I have I have a friend, and his son played college football in our state. And he was, a, he was a renowned player. And he said that after every season, he would uh, assess his son's health status. And he knew that there were issues every season. The kid played all four years, right? And he said if it wasn't a serious injury, he was grateful. And he checked off, all right, we're one year closer to getting this thing done. But there were always going to be some form of injury. He understood that. That's the way it was. And... So you're always going to have some form of injury. And if you don't, then consider yourself extremely lucky. But then the reality is the next year or two, you probably get double of what you had because everybody deals with them. But going into the first game, if he would have said they're out, I would have said it sucks for them, but no excuses. So it doesn't matter. The game's Tuesday night. We got, uh, excuse me, the game is Thursday night. We're sitting here on Tuesday. We got three days for predictions. Uh, I put up a question on Facebook and I put it out on Twitter. Where are the Utes going this year? I figure we can do the game day stuff when we get to game day. Uh, People are throwing up their predictions right now. And for whatever their issues are at the start of the season, the schedule's set up so favorably for the Utes here, PK. It feels like they ought to be 3-0 again. They've only lost one game. And so... 
undefeated going into the SC game, and then where do people think they go from here? Right now, it looks like most people are settling on nine and three and ten and two, except for people who want to make fun of Lee Corso. Twelve and zero. If Lee Corso believes, then so can I. So. The Lee Corso bandwagon is holding up, but for everybody else, they seem torn, 9-3 and three or 10-2. and two. There's a few outliers because there always are, but it seems like a little better than what they've done in the past, but not completely believing the offense is going to fly. Because when I hear 9-3, and three, I think that they're going to lose some 23-20-2017 games along the way. So you put this up for Utah, or you're going to do BYU tomorrow? I figure BYU tomorrow, and then game day on the game day we can get for the specific game. Okay, yeah, fine. I mean, predictions are what they are. They're, they're just that. They're not facts. They're predictions. So somebody thinks something, somebody else thinks something else. Yeah, I don't know that I can argue with, you know, nothing's, nothing seems outrageous there. So are we that on track as a, as a fan base and the local media? Because there have been years where people have been up in the night. I mean, there was some 11-1 and predictions for a year that went 5-7. and When you miss by six games, you've whiffed pretty good. That's a pretty solid that's – a, that's the golden sombrero of college football predictions. So what, what was that, that somebody had them 11-1? and they uh, Yeah, went? I remember his second year in the league. They had, a, they had a decent first year, and they went to the Sun Bowl, and they had some guys back, and then, ooh, that didn't go so well. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember anybody picking them 11-1, but apparently you do. Cameron says 9-3, they're going to lose to BYU, one of the Washingtons, and one of the Arizonas. Off, off what we just saw in Week 0, I'd go with Arizona State out of one of the Arizonas. Sure. I mean, obviously, that would be the last uh, impression you had was Saturday night, so you would go with one of the Arizonas. Uh, yeah. The, the, the difference being is they got the Devils at home, and they got to go down to Tucson. And that's such a long ways away that trying to predict uh, how teams level. are going to be and where they're going to be then. Well, just the state of Arizona's program at that point. You know, it's not so much Utah's program at that point. It's Arizona's program at that point. You know, are they going to be mailing it in? Are they have they rebounded and had a pretty good season themselves? So they got all sorts of incentive. Uh, you know, I don't know where they're going to be. Uh, my guess would be. They would be playing and competing for bull eligibility at that point, so there'd be something riding on that game for them. It wouldn't be a three or four win season, and the emphasis is basically get me to the off season. So that would be uh, something that could potentially change the complexion of the game if the season is over without literally being over or they're playing for something. Suppose they got six wins. Suppose they got seven wins. And they're trying to play themselves up the picking order of a bowl game. Uh, But they could also say, oh, my gosh, we have the senior quarterback here, and we're in a lot of trouble because he's out the door after this year, and then we got to have a new guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, there are any number of things. So, I mean, if you're just going to go based off Saturday night, then sure, I get where you would go the Devils, but if you would go – Let's wait to see what the complexion of that team is with the Wildcats at that point that could be different. So, I mean, I don't know. That's still obviously 13 weeks away. Uh, And then I I don't have any problem saying you're going to lose to one of the Washingtons because if you pair it together like that, well, yeah, 
you know, it's tough to beat those guys. Both both those those both of those programs are pretty good. So if you can bind them and say, well, you get a split there, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose to the Cougars. Uh, maybe they do, but if they lose to the Cougars, then you're yeah you, that nine and three prediction nine and three so uh, nine and three nine and three seven and two could still very well get you into the title game. So nine and three seven and two. Uh, you know, you would be it would be a blow, obviously, to lose the first game, and you'd be way out of the playoff hunt. But you would still be potentially very strong into the uh, South hunt because I don't see many teams in the South having the ability to go seven and two this year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that uh, you know Cameron jumping in on those. I think the games he doesn't reference that he kind of blows right by there. Uh, USC, Cal, and Oregon. Uh, I can see any one of those three teams uh, threatening Utah or getting a win. I and mean, when he singled out one of the Arizonas, that surprised me a little bit. And you're right. There's uh, what's that uh, phrase? There's a scholarly phrase. Oh, um, recency bias. You know, you're biased by the mo- the last thing you saw. And the last thing I saw was Arizona's defense not being able to force Hawaii to punt. So that wasn't one of the first teams that jumped out at me. Is uh, Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, Utah's not going to throw the ball around like Hawaii did anyway. Absolutely a fact. And Arizona didn't have any problem flying up and down the field themselves when they scored 38 points. But I, I just think that Cal's defense, uh, Oregon looks like one of the better teams in the league. Uh, I thought Cameron throwing Washington's out there. Well, given the fact that Utah struggled with both of those teams, and they're both supposed to be pretty good this year, yeah, absolutely with one of those guys. But it's not like they've had a lot of success going down to SC either. Yeah, but all those teams, uh, only this team is going down to Yep, absolutely. I mean, they've been down there four times, and they had uh, in the last minute, the last possession, they had a chance to win. So actually they've had a, a fair amount of success. All right, deep. You, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you're going to allow BYU to, and maybe you don't, you don't, you, if you don't allow BYU to say, oh, the games have been close. So if you don't allow BYU to say the games have been close, then you can't go, well, the games have been close down in the Coliseum. Hey, listen, they've only been close when I say they're close. We'll define this however I want. Who needs right, consistency? I mean, competitive is competitive to whatever way you want to answer that question of what is competitive. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You hit us up on Facebook with your predictions, where the, uh, where the trouble is, the stuff that uh, in the youth season that bugs you the most. We've got a segment, open segment coming up at 8 o'clock. So if you uh, grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, Yak will play those uh, coming up at 8 o'clock. Word on the street also is that Lisa may decide to call in today. What? Point. Lisa? Haven't heard from her in a while. All right. Uh, we'll have open phones, too. Lincoln Kennedy, Pac-12 Network analyst and the Raiders radio analyst, joins us at 8.30. DJ and PK, coming up next, the rivalry countdown. We're nearly there. Stay with us. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union. The Southtown Auto Mall. And Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Eugene PK at 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. Two days, 100 days. Count them down to two. Dose. Two to go. Yuck. The number two. Well, we've talked a lot in the last 25 years about Utah's dominance of late. There are only two, uh, well, there's only a pair of back-to-back wins for BYU in those previous 25 years. Do you know what back-to-back years they did that, winning back-to-back games twice? Uh, 06 and 07 were both awesome games. Correct. That was, uh, back to Harling for the first one mm-hmm. and a fourth and 18 conversion. And then Harvey Ungo. Uh, oh, it was. It would have been Lavelle's last year and then uh, the first year for, uh, for, Gary, Croton. for Gary Croton. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, 9901 Well, that's not really a storyline here this year because obviously they're trying to exactly. break the streaks. They're so trying to get back. one, but just in the previous 25 games, which Utah's enjoyed a pretty healthy dominance of late in this series, BYU's only got a pair of back-to-back wins in that, in that run. In a series full of awesome games, Correct. probably the best one was the uh, – the two-pointer that finished with back to Harling. Back to Harling, absolutely. Because the buildup, you know, sometimes you get a great game, but like nothing happened in the fourth quarter leading up to that. But that game had multiple momentum changes, and the Utes had a great drive to take the lead to set up BYU's game winner. That ended up oddly being a two-point game. Not that there have been a lot of those. There it is. All right. Two days to go. Count them down. We're almost there. The start of the local college football season. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up, we're going to talk with uh, Chris Camerani, Utah Utes writer for The Athletic. He joins us at 9.05 and then Lincoln Kennedy before that at 8.30 from the Pac-12 Networks. Right now, we're bringing in Kent from Technoglass. Kent, good morning. Good morning, guys. I could not believe the traffic driving into the office this morning. And when you have traffic... Uh, you have debris, you have rock chips, and guess what happens? You end up with a broken windshield. And uh, Tetna Glass has an amazing deal for all zone listeners until noon today. Uh, it's available at all Tetna Glass locations from Logan to uh, St. George and Tooele out to Vernal. Here's the number. I'll give it to you up front. It's 801-562-2200. Until noon today, this is an amazing deal. $99 windshield, $75 labor install. Over 85% of the vehicles qualify. And guys, uh, to get that $99 windshield, uh, all they have to do, they don't have to get it done today. All they have to do is call 801-562-2200 before noon today to get the deal. Uh, They don't have to get it done today. All they have to do is call and get it scheduled. Again, here's the number. It's 801-562-2200. Comes with those famous Technoglass warranties that everybody's talking about, the Free rock chip, prepare for life, and our one-year no-hassle breakage guarantee. So $99 windshields, call right now, 801-562-2200. 801-562-2200. Back to you guys. All right, thanks a lot, Kent. Kent from Technoglass joining us, and you can find him online at technoglass.com, or as he mentions, call him right now, 801-562-2200.